Well, thank God. You know, you think about um, the Christmas carols and all that are sung. And uh, Now, it used to be you'd go through a shopping center and they would be playing the Christmas carols. Now they're playing almost only Santa and uh, Rudolph and all that. And I don't really, you know, have some big problem with it. It's just that it seems to have taken over from uh, the real meaning of Christmas. And I'm not going to do one of those, you know, reason for the season messages. We all get it here. Amen. And I, most people watching us probably. But there are some things we can learn so much in the scripture, uh, prophecy, of course, from the old covenant about the, um, the coming of Christ. Amen. And, um, uh, without naming any particular group, you know, there's, there's some strong, religious organizations that they only emphasize Jesus as a helpless baby and uh, or, or dead on the cross there's 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 no there's nothing else so he's he's he really doesn't get you know the idea of, of Christ as a powerful uh lord amen is not really preached in in a lot of places no wonder people don't get all of that exuberant about prayer because they're thinking, well, like prayer's the last resort, and after you've done everything you know to do, there's always prayer. You know, there's sort of like that, like it's the last ditch effort. And um, we're a little different here. We believe it's the first ditch effort. <laughs> no ditch, get out of the ditch. But, but it's the first effort. Amen. The first thing we do is pray. The first thing we do is believe God. Call on the name of the Lord and realize that His life in us and our life in Him makes us unstoppable. Amen. And we need to be bold to be able to declare that and say that. Hallelujah. So sure, we, we do the, the baby and the, uh, you know, manger as far as remembering the scripture and telling the story. But at the same time, uh, we have to remember that he came to earth for a specific mission. And, um, and he came to, um, Set us all free from the curse of the law, from sin. And when I say sin, a lot of people interpret that as he set us free from sins, plural. You know, everything you've ever done wrong, there's this big rap sheet you have. No, he set us free from the condition of sin. The the, the darkness world of sin in and picked us up from that. We are not just forgiven. We have been redeemed just as if I'd justified means just as if I'd just as if I'd never sinned. So uh, one minister puts it this way. God treats us um, as if sin was never in, in the picture in our life. So we're not just standing here forgiven and kind of embarrassed and a little bit, you know, huh, you know, Lord, I. I thank you for forgiving me because I'm really a screw up. Uh, this is, this is what's been called humility, but it's not. It's, it's a slap in God's face that his program wasn't enough. His idea, what he did wasn't enough, but it's enough to not only forgive us, yes, but to make us stand as righteous as God himself in his face. Amen. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you might find help and grace in time of need. Amen.
Well, you know, I find myself from time to time in time of need. And really every day is a time of need when we think about it, that we need the Lord, we need His help. As Pastor Scarlett was saying, we need His wisdom on how to handle things. And, you know, sometimes it's not always a health or money question. Sometimes it's just a decision you have to make. And what are the consequences of that? And, and uh, you know, what did Einstein say with their law of relativity? Every, every, every action has a positive or negative reaction to that. And that's really true, the decisions that we make in life. But we can make decisions without fear. Amen. And go going forth in his name. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm going to do something here uh, before I get too far along because I uh, want to. Um, and that is, we were supposed to have had our guest speaker today was David and Wanda Ellis. And um, Wanda came down... Uh, a week or so ago, about a week and a half ago, she came down with COVID and they had to qu- quick hightail it out of Florida and go try to get home to her doctor because she's still recovering from hip replacement surgery. So um, with all that compiled together and he didn't know if he had been affected or not, they they called me on the way home to, um, to uh, Oklahoma and... Uh, just felt terrible that they couldn't be here today because they look forward to this every year. And so I told him, I said, we're going to receive a special offering for you just as if you had come. Amen. And uh, send it to them. I've got the address. And so I'd like to right now receive that offering. Amen. If you're watching online and you want to include something for Reverend David Ellis, you can, uh, you can put a memo, I'm sure, on your payment or whatever. And, um, and we will include that. So, you know, whatever you maybe would have given or whatever to support their ministry, uh, if you'll make it out to Grace Harvest Church, however you're paying and giving, and uh, let's, let's bless them today. Um, you know, they depend on their offerings that they get when they travel to, um, to pay their bills, you know, and to make ends meet and that kind of thing. And so uh, when when you have to cancel a date, it's, it can be tough on their budget, especially this time of year. Most churches don't have any special speakers in during the month of December. So it's always the bemoaning time of traveling ministers. <laughs> they always say, oh, Lord, help us in December. So we're going to be a help. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And so if you'll just make that out and... Uh, um, you know, we just say a blessing in Jesus' name. We bless this offering. May it be an encouragement and a blessing to the Ellises and let them know that we love them and appreciate them. All right, so Brother Jerry, go ahead and receive that. If you're giving online, you can uh, go to graceharvest.net and do that efficiently. All right, amen. And we'll make, I'll make sure and sign a check before I leave today and get that off to them right away tomorrow morning. Amen. Praise the Lord today. All right, turn in your Bibles. We're going to do the first Christmas message here on um, what the angel said to Mary. And uh, if you will, turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And um, Luke 1, 26. Now, 
I'm going to preach today, walking in divine favor. Amen. It's something that, that Mary got told, that she had found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Now, once again, this is New Testament. This isn't something from, you know, Moses and Abraham time. This is the right before, uh, you know, the church was established, the 30, actually 33 years later, uh, when, when Christ was crucified. But, um, this is the beginning of the end of some things and the beginning of the early days of other things. Amen. The New Testament, the New Covenant, and really, in my mind, starts with the birth of Christ and His appearance as was prophesied for hundreds and hundreds of years before. And here He fits all the criteria. So, uh, my friend Chip Pace, um, who's a minister uh, there in the uh, Panhandle area, but he, he did a service for us one time here and and also at other places, um, and it's about the odds. It was very interesting to me. I mean, he, he he's so technical and intricate, I could never teach that. But it's about the odds of Christ fulfilling. There were certain prophets, prophetic criteria that to qualify to be the Messiah, you had to fulfill that. And uh, the, the odds of uh, one person fulfilling that with all the lineage that had to be on his mother's side and and on uh, on his family and everything that had to be fulfilled and the timing of it all and and all that is like crazy odd numbers. I mean, you know, the chances of it are almost uh, next to impossible. You have a you have a greater chance of winning the lottery or something than any of that. And um, so the point is that it it. It proves things. I used to wonder why did the Holy Spirit inspire people, men, to write the begats in the Bible? You know, the, you'd get stuck in the begats in children's church and stuff, and uh, you'd think, oh, the begats. But it's a, it's important. It's documentation. The Bible is also documentation of certain things that prove that Christ is who He said He was. It's impossible. For him to be an imposter. Now there are groups of people that I will remain nameless that say he is the imposter and that the Messiah has not come and they're still waiting. But uh, that's that's really it's just it's either dishonesty or being ignorant, one or the other. Because if you are open enough to understand, well, why does the Christian faith believe this? If you would look even at Old Testament prophecy, you could come up with Jesus being the Messiah. Now, I don't have time to go into all that and teach that today, but I just wanted to kind of share that little nugget there, that there's no question in our mind that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the one that shed his blood and paid the price so that we could be sons and daughters uh, and heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ hath truly redeemed us from the curse. We are redeemed. Now we might have, you know, smidgens of the curse that try to flare up in our life at different times, but we don't receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
we're some of those wild faith people too that just we just don't receive what the devil brings. And uh, we recognize uh, bad things are, you know, uh, Amy Simple McPherson said her theology was simple. It was, you know, good God, bad devil. And as long as you don't confuse that, you'll be in good shape. But the minute something bad happens and you start saying, well, I don't know why the Lord, you know, brought this. And I don't know why the Lord allowed me to go through this. And I don't know why the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, you know, all fingers point to the Lord being the problem. Folks, the Lord's not your problem. (laughs) He's your answer. And the devil's the problem, but he's under our feet. And uh, he's defeated and we're overcomers. Glory to God. So you got to get a little tough about it. As long as you mush around in religion land, you're never going to have the victory. And in fact, we, we read that the other day. James said that don't let a double-minded man even think he'll receive anything of the Lord. You have to decide. Am I on the victory side or not? Amen. And uh, if you're not on the victory side of it, get on the victory side. Even this idea that God, oh boy, this is going to cause some emails to come in probably. But even the idea that God has to look at us through the blood because we're so horrible and, and disgusting that he can only bear to, to, to stare at us through the blood. I preached a message one time down in South America. I said, which side of the blood are you on? You need to get on the other side of the blood, the other side of the cross, the other side of the blood. Uh, get over on the seated in authority throne position with Christ. He's not bleeding daily. He's not dying all the time. He's not weak and sickly and, you know, or weak, not sickly, but weak and well-bearing sickness. But he, he did that one time, people. He did, he's not constantly up there weak and dying and gasping. That was a, that was something we need to understand, but it happened once. Amen. And now he's victorious. You need to get out of the poor little, you know, lowly baby Jesus weak and, you know, whatever stage over to the seated in authority stage. Amen. So I'm not trying to ruin your Christmas. I'm just saying I'm not going to become the Grinch that stole it or whatever. And uh, we believe in Christmas trees. You can see we have one. Okay. So if you want to accuse us of being pagans, knock yourself out. Uh, I've been accused of worse. Uh, whatever. You know, there was that whole charismatic. You know, the charismatics tried to take everything away from us that was enjoyable. Uh, T.L. Osborne said uh, he grew up in prehistoric Pentecost like me. And he said, you know, breathing might have been a sin if you enjoyed it, you know. Everything was a sin. Everything was from the devil. Don't use Procter and Gamble. They're the devil. Don't, you know, don't have a, don't have a painting of an owl in your house. That's of the devil. And, uh, I think owls are kind of cute. I don't know. I just, my mother had some carved owls that came from some market in Mexico or whatever. And, uh, some of these folks came through back in the seventies. This was popular to, go through people's houses and try to tell them to get rid of everything. So they said, well, those owls need to go. My mama said, don't touch my owls. I like those. 
So instead we threw them out. How rude. Can you imagine how rude that is to walk into someone's home and tell them what they shouldn't have? Come on. People need, they were reading the Bible and they need to get Emily Post and read right next to it, right? Don't they? Have some manners. Hallelujah. Well, did you find Luke 126 yet? <laughs> Wake up and smell the coffee. We believe in coffee too. We don't believe in cigarettes. You know, the thing is, um, Pentecostal church will take away your cigarette and give you a donut. It's much, much healthier. Okay. Praise God. Just so we're on the right track. Amen. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. God help him. <laughs> he had a little problem at first. Wouldn't you? <laughs> the woman you're engaged to comes up with this story that the angel has appeared to me <laughs> and has told me I'm pregnant. But it's all good. Okay. Uh, of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. Amen. And the angel came into her and unto her and said, Hail, thou that are highly favored. I love that. Highly favored. So if it's possible for Mary to be highly favored, now get your head out of the religious cloud here. If it's possible for Mary to be highly favored, it's possible for us to be highly favored. Amen. And um, and so uh, the, the Lord can highly favor you. Now, the Lord favors everyone in the sense we've got socialism now trying to creep into the gospel that everybody's the same and equal. And they are in the sense of, of uh, Christ died for the whole world, amen. People, everybody can have access to his love and his favor. But here we see a highly favored. There, the Lord can highly favor you, amen. Now, if you say, well, I want that, and I'm not sure I have it. Well, start claiming it in the name of Jesus. So I'd go around saying, I'm highly favored of the Lord. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Hallelujah. Well, if you're a woman, I think you ought to say, I'm blessed among women. And I'm highly favored of the Lord. Now, I love this, what she did. It says, when she saw him, she was troubled at his say, well, wouldn't you be? Come on. Uh, and said, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Is this good news or bad news? Uh, the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, like, don't get in fear over this, for thou hast found favor with God. Now, it's interesting, if you look at a study of people in the Bible that were favored of the Lord and had favor on their life, you know, it doesn't mean that everything's a bed of roses from then on. In fact, sometimes the more that it looks like the favor of God is on your life, the more trouble you're going to have. Because people are jealous of you, of good things that come, good fortune or whatever that comes your way. Amen? That people can be jealous of it and be angry about it. Not everybody's happy about something good happening to you. Amen? 
And if you look at Joseph, you know, he had his coat of many colors, and I think that was the last straw with his brothers. And he's kind of flitting around in this coat. Look, I got the special coat. And they're like, you're going in a hole. And they dug a hole and put him in, sold him into slavery. I mean, he really had quite a journey after that. And so, uh, but, but what's interesting, and even, even in the trial of his life and faith, Joseph still retained that favor from God. So just because you're going through a trial doesn't mean you're not favored. Just because you, you, you've got, um, troubles or somebody's mad about it doesn't mean that you're not favored. Amen. Well, you know, if you lived your life by what everybody thought, you're going to become a nut pretty quick. It's going to drive you up the wall. Who likes you and who doesn't? Who likes what you did and who doesn't like what you did? Who likes what you said and didn't like what you said? Who cares? Amen. We're not, we're, we're not here to please men. That doesn't mean you've become a rebellious problem. I'm going to, I don't have to do anything anybody says. I'm just going to run over the world. Well, that's the other ditch and that's an extreme and that betrays all kinds of problems. You need counseling. You can see Pastor Scarlett and set up an appointment. The only thing she can't do is prescribe psychotic drugs for you. And if you need that, we'll refer you. But, um, you know, the, the, the point is that, uh, uh, being highly favored, I think that's why she said, well, manner of salutation is, should this be, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And, um, so it, every, everything that's good sometimes has risk with it because you could be criticized. Ooh, think of it. How horrible. Let's put a bag over our head so nobody knows. But um, the blessing of the Lord, the Bible says, maketh rich, maketh rich, or maketh fat, meaning a lot, a, a, a lot there, a lot of blessing, maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. So the little bit of snippy that you might get over being favored of the Lord and the Lord using you and the Lord giving you favor and opening the doors for you and those things, the reward is worth uh, not just staying. You know, they say that crabs in a bucket, if you put one crab in a bucket, that the, the animal will eventually be able to hook his pinchers up the top and grab the edge and climb out. But you put three in and all three of them will die in the bucket. Because when the one starts climbing out, the other two will go up and pull him back down. People are afraid, I'm telling you, of, of progress. They're afraid of, of uh, blessing and, and, and things going on. But our God is a God of progress. Hallelujah. And our message and our faith is a faith of progress. And moving uh, on so that other more people can be blessed. Amen. Yeah. God wants to bless you, but he also wants to use you to bless others. Or if you just stay the same all the time. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, now don't ever change. You know, you're, you're I like you the way you are. Actually, that's kind of a curse. If somebody says that to me, I'm going to say, well, thank you. That's the rudest thing I've ever heard. Back at you. You know, and uh, 
I don't want to, I don't want to drive my, I don't want to drive my grandma's Model A and I don't want to, my great grandma's Model A and I don't want to use her do it yourself ringer washer on the back porch either. And, uh, you understand. So I don't know why when it comes to the things of God, we want to stay where we are, stay the way this is what I've always believed. This is what I've always done. This is the way I've always worshiped. This is how I've always done things. And it's like, so what? Big deal. Maybe you need to change. Amen. And uh, change is good. A lot of people don't like change. I don't like anything to change. Well, you can tell that, you know, you start trying to, to do things sometimes in a lot of churches. You tr- try to change anything and people get upset, man. I mean, I'm telling you, they are they are not happy with that. Well, that has always been there. And since 1902, and we're not going to move it, you know. And it's like, uh, well, praise the Lord. We need to move on sometimes, don't we? And do do things differently, and and upgrade. And 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 um, sometimes I feel like I'm saying these things, and it's bouncing back and hitting me right in the face. But um, hopefully, whether whether we're all on the same page or not doesn't really matter. I'm preaching the truth. And so here's Mary with her favor. She's not so sure what that means. And, uh, that's not, that's not a bad thought. But he said, you have found favor with God. So if it's possible for Mary to find favor with God, we can find favor with God. And I'll tell you the first step to finding favor with God is believing what the Bible says about you. Stop cursing what God has called blessed. Amen. All right. Y'all getting anything out of this? Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father, David. Now, you could kind of see that maybe why some of the religious folk around weren't too excited about that prophecy. That's pretty wild. Because there's somebody else sitting up there. <laughs> and he shall reign over the house. You won't hear a lot of these at certain kind of conferences. I'm not going to say what kind. but He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Now that sounds like Israel to me. Sounds like, okay, okay, I won't say more. Because I'll get in trouble and I'll get voted off the island. Isn't that something? That just kind of jumped out at me. Jesus is to reign over the house of Jacob forever. Jesus. Wow. So I don't know what you do with all this, some of this other stuff. Just knock yourself out. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. That's a miracle. For with God, notice this is inserted here in this scripture. 
for with God nothing shall be impossible. Now you might think it's impossible to pay off your mortgage. You might think it's impossible for you to, to, to buy a new car or to, to, to have strength that's left your body or, or favor with family members or whatever. But I'm telling you, this scripture says that with God nothing shall be impossible. You need to remember that. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. I love that right there. And that is something that we need to all get used to saying to the word of God. When we read it, when we hear it preached, when, when the Lord reveals things to us, we need to say, Be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. We are above and not beneath all of Abraham's blessings. Galatians 3.13 tells us, and 14 especially, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Who are the Gentiles? Every, anybody outside of Judaism. Everybody that was without covenant. Until Jesus came, cut the new covenant, and the whole book of Hebrews is about that. Praise the Lord. Knock yourself out reading it. Amen. And uh, don't throw it in the ditch. Well, my favorite person said that's not for everybody. That's just for a certain group. No, I don't care what your favorite person said. The Bible says that that's, that's included in the canon of Scripture. Amen. Praise God. Don't get me started. It's too late. Be it unto me according to thy word. Now, I want to say that. Let's say that out loud together. Be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. And when we read a scripture that says we're blessed, we need to read that out loud and say, Be it unto me according to thy word. When we read a scripture about us having health and victory, we need to say, Be it unto me according to thy word. When we read a scripture about finances and prosperity and and, uh, abundance. We need to say, be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Let, Let it be true. Hallelujah. And the angel departed from her. But I love it that, that, uh, that the scripture, the writer says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And, of course, this was the, the word of the angel. And, uh, in other words, he said, don't, don't get in fear and don't go to, I don't know, don't try to figure it out, like Brother Hagin would say, don't try to figure it out with your head. Because your head will talk you out of it every time. Every time your brain will tell you why things aren't going to work this time. Earl Roberts used to say that, Every time he'd get a nice <laughs> donation to his ministry, you know, a few million dollars or whatever would come in that he just desperately needed because he was always building some monstrosity out there on the farm. That was a farm at one time. And he's out there building these futuristic, you know, Jetson-looking buildings for the day. Nobody would ever seen anything like that, you know. But he's building these buildings every time he'd get a... Somebody would send him a check. He would say, 
Well, that the devil would say, that's it. That's the last money you're ever getting. You won't see any more like that in again, you know. And he would have to just rebuke it in Jesus' name and say, I just resist this thought. Any thought that comes against you, that comes against the knowledge of God, you need to capture it and cast it down. And if you have to say out loud, that thought I just had is a lie. Devil, you are a liar, liar, pants on fire. Go to the fryer. Amen. And uh, so anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to show you a few more. I pulled them up here. We'll just take like five minutes. I, I just wanted to show you a few more of the uh, scriptures that teach us about um, being highly favored. And so Luke, of course, you know, we just read from the ESV, Luke 128 says, He came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. I love that. Oh, fa- he called her old favored one. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to be in the same line as Mary. Hallelujah. I want to be the old favored one. And uh, so Proverbs 3, 1 through 4 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Do you love that? Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of man, of God and man. Sight of God and man. Amen. Favor. Um, Psalm 30 says for his, uh, verse 5, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Amen. And uh, let me see, there's one or two more here that are are wonderful. This is Exodus 33, 37, the Lord speaking to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Praise God. You could go on and on. Sometimes you could just Google that, favor scriptures, and there's just a whole list of them in the Bible. The Bible has a lot to say about favor, and not only favor with God, but favor with man. And I'll tell you what, it goes hand in hand. You get the favor of God on you, and what it takes someone else just you know, a lot of struggle and effort and sweat equity to produce, it just kind of comes to you. And you think, well, what, why, why do they have it easier? Well, they got the favor of God on their life. And even if you feel like you've never experienced the favor of God, I encourage you to start claiming it. Make these scriptures yours. I'm favored of the Lord. Good things are going to happen. You know, Scarlett and I, we travel a lot and, and, and overseas and different places. And I always claim before we go, I claim favor with everybody we come in contact with. I claim favor from gate agents. I get airports. I, cause boy, they can make your life a living hell if they want to. 
and get mad at somebody else and take it out on you. And I think I've been the next guy after the person that had a meltdown, you know, or something. And, oh, that's really joyful. But, uh, you know, uh, I, we claim favor with uh, servers at restaurants. We claim favor with uh, the cooks in the back that we don't even see, that they'll they'll select and give us the best cuts of meat and the best thing, you know, whatever they have available. Amen. Praise the Lord and just claim the favor of God on our life as we go forth and uh, and do things. And if we're going to buy something like a major purchase, we'll say, thank you, Lord, for giving us favor with the salesman. Give us favor with the manager and and uh, and um, that we find things happening to us and for us and, and towards us that w- would not, you know, be the normal case. Amen. Why not just receive it? If the Lord's providing it, amen? Does anybody know what I'm talking about at all? Hallelujah. You've experienced it already. And let's keep on experiencing it, amen? All right, let's lift our hands and praise the Lord today. Thank God for the Word, for this message. And Lord, we thank You for this Christmas season that we're in. And we thank You that these uh, messages of, of grace and faith will come through to us in a fresh way during this season. And we do thank you for coming, being willing to come to earth as a baby and to come and grow up as a man and to show us the way of salvation. We thank you, Lord, and praise your name. And I'm going to pray now for those that are watching by internet. If you're here, the same, you know, if you have a sickness in your body, lay your hand on yourself wherever you have a need. If you um, have mental uh, issues or challenges, put your hand on your head. I'll take authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for um, um, moving in, in uh, these people's lives today. I take authority in Jesus' name over all sickness, all manner of disease. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors uh, to dry up and wither away, any kind of abnormal cell activity or growth, we command it to cease and stop in Jesus' name. Thank you for health and healing and wholeness and blessing in Jesus' name. Those that are under a mental attack from their head, uh, from their mind and, and things coming against them, evil spirits, so take authority over that in Jesus' name. Spirit of suicide, spirit of oppression and depression, go from them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that also those that might need to reach out and find help, that you'll show them how to do that and direct them by supernaturally. Send laborers across their path, Lord. Those of us that have perhaps children or grandchildren that aren't walking with the Lord and, uh, and, and other family members, Lord, we thank you for sending laborers across their path to speak a word in season, to speak the truth in love in Jesus' name. Lord, those that have financial and material needs, we thank you for showing yourself strong today and this week in their life that supernatural abundance and supply will come in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord and praise Him and thank Him for His divine blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. and. Um, Don't forget Wednesday night service here, and uh, we will see you then. All right. Praise the Lord.